So Warwick and Jay, on the weekend I hung out with my best friend of 20 years and she learnt something about me that she didn't know, which surprised me because we had lived together, and that is that I like to eat raw potato. Ugh. So what's, Isn't that like bad for you or something? It is. It's really bad for your guts, apparently. <laughs> but you do it anyway. Yeah, it's yeah, just well. really nice. But anyway, uh, so what's one thing that your best friend wouldn't know about you? You start worrying. Well, thanks, Jay. While well, you think of something appropriate for the show. Yeah, no, I've got mine. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> most people don't know this about me. Actually, nobody did know this about me until I decided to just say this on air. Is uh, I have a thing about having clean feet when I go to bed. Oh. So, oh. so you know, you have a shower and you put your I don't so know top socks on or whatever. Well, I can do the full shower, and if I don't go to bed for two or three hours, I just have to rinse my feet and dry them before I go to bed. How do you go at camping? I rinse my feet before I go to bed. You have a special water bottle. Feet like bucket. Yeah. You actually have a foot rinsing bucket. Well, it's the one that, you know, I wash my hands in and that right. sort of stuff. I just have to have clean, dry feet when I get into bed. The rest of me can be covered in mud and crap, but so long as my feet are clean, I'm good. So have you ever had to go to bed with sweaty, dirty feet? No, because I always ha- And you know what? The best <laughs> thing to carry with you, here you go, is uh, <clears throat> baby wipes. Make your feet feel really clean. I'm gonna okay. Try I'm going to try that tonight. <laughs> I'm a bit weirded out, but I'm going to try it. It's a wonderful feeling to have clean feet. Uh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jay, over to you. <laughs> What's yeah. yours? Mine doesn't sound half as impressive <laughs> now or creepy, but anyway. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I like this episode already. Yeah, a lot of people uh, don't know that I'm a, a gamer. I play games every Sunday with a couple of other 40-something-year-olds. <laughs> right. What sort of games, Jay? Uh, like Call of Duty and... Battlefield. Oh, right, like those what, games. What 18-year-olds cool. enjoy. Mm. Yeah, or 12-year-olds. Yeah. Depends when your parents let you start playing it, really. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. So welcome back to another episode of the Tradies Business Show, and um, Warwick, we have to have a talk. What about? Well, um, have you been cheating on me? Uh, like, is there no? another podcast person in your life? Well, given that he's sitting in the room with us, it's <laughs> kind of hard to deny it, isn't it? <laughs> welcome to the show, Jay. So we did include him in our top of the show question. Yes, we did. We, first guest ever. First guest ever. To yeah. ever be included in, in the... In the opening question. Yep. Yes. So you should feel very privileged that I've allowed you into my relationship with Michaela in that way. I feel intimate oh. right now. Yeah. Group hug. So uh, why is Jay here, Warwick? Why is this... Why are you here, Jay? Jay is here... Because you asked me to come here. That's right. I made a big mistake. No. So Jay is here to talk about, well, a whole lot of stuff. Um... One is the podcast that Jay and I are doing together, which will... You're doing a podcast without me? Oh, yeah. 
Well, it won't be nearly as good. Is, it, is that now? No. Yeah, obviously <clears throat> not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course not. Uh, so Jay and I are doing a podcast together, and it's it's got nothing to do with business, and yet everything to do with business and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we're gonna we're going to try and get Jay to talk about himself and tell us how amazing he is, and also how unique he is as well. Mm. In this episode of the Tradies Business Show, in case you weren't sure which podcast you'd tuned into today, <laughs> but. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Jay and I talk about, um, look, we talk about spirituality and personal responsibility and having a kid with a disability and all those words ended in E. Yes. A bit of E. They're like descriptive words or something. Anyway. Um, well, so, should you give them the name of the podcast? Well, I was going to get to that. Thanks, Jay. Uh, He's building it up, building suspense. Oh, sorry. Yeah. A, See. Yeah. I'm a relatively new podcaster. Uh, yeah, we gathered that. Yeah. Um, we'll take you under our wing, young one. Yes, and it'd be good if you stayed a bit close to the microphone, oh, too. Oh, sorry. Okay. Thanks. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm chaperoning Jay in our podcast called Throw Buddha on the Barbie. And... Uh, <clears throat> Basically, it's an obtuse reference to chucking uh, a bit of woo-woo stuff on the Barbie in a, in a good old Aussie Aussie way, uh, grilling it up, having a chat about it, and um, stripping away all of the BS, I guess, around some of those principles and helping average punters get their head around how that could show up in their life and perhaps make their life a little better or something like that. Jay, oh, how'd yeah, that go, mate? Just be aware of things around them. Yeah, yep. yeah could do that too. Being comfortable with issues that they may not feel comfortable about. <laughs> yes, well, we all could do a bit of work around that. So uh, Jay's here today, listeners, to not just talk about uh, my other podcast, Michaela. So I won't, I won't rub your face in my like, little sordid you know, affair that I'm having. You're all here. It's like in my bedroom or something. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, we do use this same equipment to record our podcast. Uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, just a reminder, Jay, the Tradies Business Show does not have an explicit rating. Oh, uh, that's right. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Be good. So we, we use uh, fairly, you know, businessy language. For our tradie listeners, we're professionals. I'll, I'll remain as professional as I can be. Yes, I'm sure you'll work very hard at that. Mm. Uh, but mate, before I babble on with a whole more, lot more crap, please tell our listeners a bit more about you, uh, your background, and how you came to be doing what you're doing. And then we'll rip into some questions about uh, today's topic. Um. Okay, they really want me to tell you about all the weird stuff I've done in the past. Um, but how do I? get to where I am now was probably just being born a bit weird in the first place. <laughs> but no, I was look, I was born in uh, good old Dubbo, 2830, back in the day. Hey, that hey. explains a lot already. <laughs> G'day to all the listeners in Dubbo. Yeah. So, and then basically grew up in Sydney, fairly normal existence. Um, went to, you know, private school in Sydney, nothing special, nothing... Grandiose. I haven't had any uh, striking accidents from up above or anything like that. But I came out with a. Um, I've done quite a few jobs in my time, including tradies jobs and stuff like that. But I was also leaning more towards caring. So I did a lot of caring for the um, the aged and disabled from a very early age, um, and have a degree in communications. But I also, when I went to university, started studying some very strange things, <laughs> which you don't think you'll find at university. Oh, this is good stuff. Oh, yeah. it's, not, it's not all that 
bad. But, you know, I started out doing a little course in uh, shiatsu massage back in, so what was that, 1992, I think it was. Um, And it was just from other university lecturers and everything like that that had a bit of a slight bent. And then I was introduced to people that read those really weird Nexus magazines and stuff like that and talked about some pretty weird... I was going to say shit then, but I better not. We just did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. And that. that's okay. You can yes, say the S word. You're going to beat yes. me out, aren't you? Oh, I can say that. You can say the right. S word. So, look, just started down this path of being around some really weird people that read some really weird stuff that wasn't quite irregular sort of thing. And then I started... Uh, Started studying things like Reiki and became a Reiki master. Um, I have a, what do you call it, a two-year diploma or they used to call it a degree in, in parapsychology. So basically meditated every day for two years. And Where do you study studied. to get a degree in parapsychology? Oh, it's quite, uh, it's quite regular these days. In Australia, you can study a whole range of different weird and wonderful things. Is that where all our politicians go to get their pieces of paper? I thought we had a rule about politics. <laughs> I was just a dad joke on this show, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, we don't have any rules on this show about politics and nutrition because we don't talk about it, so it doesn't matter. There you go. Okay, so, sorry, yeah, um, and just uh, studied hypnotherapy, clinical hypnotherapy. Um, oh, can you make work, you know, took like a... Chicken or something? Chook like a chicken? <laughs> or be he'd, already, he'd already reached that on his own by the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and um, just some really, I did, uh, I remember, I've got a story to tell you because Go. I have a mate who's a tradie, he's a fencer, he's been a fencer for years, lovely guy, really hard worker. And I remember I went down to Sydney to study this crystal gazing weekend, right? As you do. So you start this weekend out by staring into water. That's how you started out. There's a whole process to this, you know, that they're they're teaching through the thing. So you're sitting there and you've got to stare at water for hours and everything like that. And I was staying at a friend's place down in Sydney. And anyway, I came home after the first day and we're sort of having a few beers around the barbecue. And he goes, so what are you doing down here? And I said, oh, I'm doing this... um, crystal gazing workshop <laughs> and he's going what <laughs> said you know crystal gazing and he's going no <laughs> I said, he goes what do you mean crystal gazing I said crystal balls you know it's like you learn how to look into crystal balls and do this and do that and he's going well, what, do you, what do you do I said well we're down at the Balmain Force you're looking into water <laughs> and he said what you've been looking into water all day <laughs> I said yes I have and he said, how much have you paid for this course? And I said, oh, I don't know, it's like 300 bucks or something like that. He goes, you pay me 50 bucks, I'll let you stare into the water as much as you want. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And it's a good story, Jay, because it really is the perception that most of us have of the things you've just rattled off. Yeah, you talk about them yourself even as being weird. Yeah. Like you've studied all this weird stuff and worked with some weird people, and you are a little weird. And for our listeners, uh, we'll put a photo in the show notes so you can see how weird Jay really is. And good looking. Well, yeah, in a weird way. Uh, Any any single ladies? (laughs) (laughs) The Tradies Dating Show? The Tradies Dating Show. I think they all know why now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But... 
I think that's part of, uh, and it's certainly part of what we, well, I would like to shift with Throw Buddha on the Barbie podcast is this notion that this weird stuff is only for weird people because it it really does apply to all of us. Yep. Yes or no? Yes. Great. So. Hang on. So can you see the future in a crystal ball? I've got to ask. You, you're stuck on that, are you? All I said was I trained. <laughs> you didn't say you passed. I never said I was competent and or I, I do have a crystal ball at home. Oh, yes. I'm sure you stare into it occasionally. That would be a yes. good podcast episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's get the crystal ball in here and see what we yep. see in it. Just a reflection of Jay, the weird man. Just yes. water. All right. So back on track. This is the Tradies Business Show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're talking with you today, uh, with Jay today. Jay today. That's a good name for a show, mate. Uh but what I want to talk with you about, mate, is how does all this apply to relationships with people? And in particular for our tradie listeners, mm. one of the areas that we see them, I guess, challenged by and perhaps scared of is employing people, leading people, managing people, all of that uh, human communication and understanding stuff that really seems to trip so many business owners up. Yep. Uh, and that's an area that I know you do some work in these days in, I guess, more of a corporate setting. Yes. Um, we in, better tell them about my corporate <laughs> Well, gig. Share, share a bit of that with our listeners, mate. Uh, well, I'm Director of Performance and Capabilities at a company called Bill Pro at the moment, so I help all the staff communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, both personally <laughs> and internally, and, and, and I'm there for everyone within the business that anyone has a problem, they come and see me. Mm-hmm. So is that like a you know, on-site counsellor, Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd really call it professional supervision. Professional supervision? Yeah, which uh, a lot of counsellors would probably balk at or psychologists or something yeah. like that. But it's really offering... Uh, I work without the management structure. I don't work in it at all. So I can work with the secretary through to the CEO and the same boundaries are there. Yep. Do you know what I mean? There's no judgment on who they are or what they're doing. It's just if they've got a gripe or they've got an issue with work or they want to do something, I can either help them communicate with themselves yep. or help them communicate with others in the business. I think that's a pretty good perk, better than, I don't know, fruit box in the lunchroom. Fruit yeah. box in the lunchroom. <laughs> having, having Jay on demand. Yes. yes. Oh, that's an amazing perk. Jay, yeah. Jay will tell you. <clears throat> uh, so that's, I, that's what I think I would like you to help our listeners understand today, Jay, is some of the weird stuff you've done, how can our tradies take some of those principles or maybe just some tidbits out of that and get some better understanding about how the bloody hell do they get their staff to do what they're supposed to. Because that's a big complaint that I hear from uh, the, the clients that I work with as their tradies business wingman yep. these days. Um, <clears throat> how do they get people to do what they want? Wow. <laughs> big question. In, in uh, 20 minutes or less. <laughs> in 20 minutes or less. Yeah. Go. Um <laughs> Really, and you know I'm going to say this, is bringing it back to the person that's asking the question. You know, if they're experiencing things with their staff that aren't what they want, then they really have to come back and ask, you know, who am I telling these people to do things? Why am I getting the results that I'm getting? Because generally I find an employer will look at an employee in a particular way 
and won't ever change that way. And that way will have existed ever since that they have been young children when they've seen uh, parents, families, you know, if if they've, um, you know, their father may have worked long shifts in a factory. So they have may seen him come home and gripe and complain about the work hours and, you know, unions and this and that and the other. So that builds up their experience of what work is. Mm. Another child has a father that's, uh, like, personally for me, myself, my father started a, uh, an agricultural advertising agency in Sydney many years ago, which was very niche. No one really did that sort of thing. So he was taking a big risk. But he worked very long hours for that thing to happen and made it happen and turned it into a business and everything like that. So I saw him as a businessman going through all those things that relate to having a business because he was very committed to the business and to providing for his family and so forth. So you've got to look, if you're looking and you've got trouble with your staff, you really have to step back and have a good look at yourself first. And if you're still getting the same questions and answers, you're not having a good look at yourself. So, so how do you have a good look at yourself? Like, because people say that you need to have a look at yourself, and but how do you actually do that? Like? Well, I mean, you could either do it by, you know, if you've got any colleagues or friends that you work with that you usually talk to about business with and gripe about business with and everything like that, you could really go up to them and say, um, you know, I'm having a problem with the staff. Every time I employ a staff member, I'm getting this result. Why do you think that is? So you could bounce it off someone and, you know, say, give me an honest opinion, even if that person works for you. Just say, let's be open. Yep. These are the results we're getting of our staff. Why are we getting these results? And you might get those answers there. Um, but it's also being ready to accept and listen to those answers that are coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So how I like to explain this to people is through a very old poem, which is about 800 years old, which is from the, <laughs> from the Vedic scriptures, and it's called uh, Indra's Net. Um, and how that was described was Indra is a, a god that threw a net over the universe. Now, this net is full of lines of time and space. So wherever those lines of time and space connect is a crystal bead. And where that crystal bead connects, you will see that the entire universe reflects off that bead. The entire universe reflects into that bead. And if you actually look within it, the entire universe exists within it. So that reflection is what you're getting out of your work, your relationships with your staff, etc. So it's all about a web of relationships is what your life is about. Right, because I think as you were describing <clears throat> Indra's net, uh, I suspect some people were just like, "What?" What the shaking their head and trying to picture that. So we might we might try and find an image of of that and put in the show notes for today's episode, just so you can get the visual of what Jay's describing there. But but yeah, it is it is that you know fishing net where there, at each intersection there's you know this multifaceted thing that reflects everything back within everything else. Yeah. Um, so. Web of relationships and communication is based upon you as that crystal bead. Right. So what you're reflecting out is what you get back. Ooh. Which is, which is commonly taught by life coaches and business coaches and performance and capabilities directors like yourself. Uh, but 
How do I how do I shift that? So, because often, uh, and I know a lot of our listeners probably have more awareness around this because they are on a path of self development, even if it is from a seemingly business angle where I want to improve my marketing, I want to improve my leadership, and a lot of a lot of business owners are aware that they need to do those things to get different results. Yep. Uh, but are there some simple things on maybe a daily basis that I can do in my interactions with my staff or with myself because apparently it's all about me. Oh, Moi, it's all about me. You're going to get me started. <laughs> well, you know, uh, let's let's start the motor, mate. Well, I, I don't know what depth of self-improvement that uh, your business owners out there go to, but you know, you can start with meditation for one. A short little routine every day to start changing things differently. So why is that important, Joe? I just want to jump in there, man. I don't know I've interrupted you. Why is meditation important? Because it, everyone says, all right, everyone everyone says, oh, meditation's great, you should meditate. And everyone goes, yeah, whatever, meditation takes too long. I don't know how to. I don't have a quiet space, whatever. I don't have the time. Right. Uh, but But... Okay, okay, to answer this question for you people out there, because everything's going to be a mental image that they're hearing through this podcast, yep. I'll get Michaela to answer this. What do you see when you think about someone who meditates? Describe it to me. Um, someone sitting with their eyes shut. And what's that person look like? Um, young, attractive female. Right. What? <laughs> No, that's right. that no, 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 this is quite right. So this he is, asked. This is the, the okay, image okay. that she sees in her head. So do you meditate? Yes. Every day? No. So how do you meditate? Um, sitting on my bed. And what do you think about? Um, different things, depending on what type of meditation I'm trying to do. Oh, okay, so... Do you have different forms of meditation that you practice every uh, day? Well, not official. I've made up my own. Yeah, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. So sometimes it's just breathing and trying to settle things, trying to right. think of more affirmations or what I want to do for the day or right. all that kind of stuff. So they can be quite active meditations. Yes. Right. The thing I'm trying to prove here is that everyone will have a different image in their head of meditation. Mm. Mm. So you've described a young, attractive person. Maybe I'm trying to channel them when I'm meditating. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it can also be a judgment because a lot of people would say, I have a lot of mates that would go, oh, bloody hippies, you know, yep. sitting down, meditating, everything like that. Um, I've had a lot of experience with meditation with different people. So I see a different thing about, you know, all the stuff for me about meditation is actually you know, a, a lot of the Indian guru stuff I've read over the years, you know, a lot of the weird stuff. So that's my um, appeal of that. But what, I, what I'm trying to prove here is that everyone has a different association with meditation. So, and Warwick said, I don't have time. So a lot of people walk around going, well, I have to meditate for an hour mm. every day. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at meditation. That's what I've mm. seen, read, everything like that, is that, how you get the best meditation is out of an hour every day and they go right I can't do that I don't have the time to do it mm -hmm. but it's the biggest load of bull on the planet for that to be assumed because a meditation can be five minutes mm. so I've just started meditating right so I'm very new to this world and mine's like about five minutes yep and I absolutely have a different day if I have not meditated beforehand right I know I do so if I haven't set my day up 
to meditate and, and do it. I know I won't have as good of day internally as I would have if I'd done it. Yeah. So, but I only do five to seven minutes. Seven minutes is my record. Right. Because the kids bang on the door or whatever. But I really try and make an effort to just do some quiet thinking, even if it's what you want to call yeah. it. Uh, look, um, Tony Robbins is a good example. He calls it priming. He, I think, basically said in a recent Tim Ferriss interview that, you know, he can't meditate. He doesn't like the concept of meditation. But he primes himself. He thinks about gratitude and what he's grateful for in his job, and then he, you know, makes his day up that way. Some people sit there and don't, uh, you know, their idea of meditating is not thinking about anything. Mm. I have friends that go and do Vipassana. Now, I've never done this. I don't know. I've been interested in sort of, but it's 10 days where you're not allowed to talk, basically, and you meditate. I'd be stuffed. The whole, <laughs> and you eat vegetarian food. Oh, I'd be stuffed. Twice. <laughs> right. That's no good for me. But it, it is a very good process, though. Mm. It's, it's intense, but it's a very good process. So with our guys that are, you know, they're already getting up early in the morning or their wives are, ladies are getting the lunches ready and all that, it, you can meditate. Why or have, are the ladies getting the lunches ready? Mine well, isn't. well, uh, <laughs> some houses the ladies yeah. get the lunches ready and the guys are, yeah, uh, crushing all stereotypes and yes, the tradies are show, shattering stereotypes everywhere. I don't have time of the morning, blah, blah, blah. Is it? You know, can you still do it at night or any time of the day? Oh, look, you, you choose the best time that you think it is for you. So yep. best time for me is I go walking down the beach every morning. That's part of a routine that the dogs in my life like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like doing it, but I get the time to just be with myself. Yep. Um, I sit down and I have my own process which would probably be pretty weird and convoluted, but anyway. But that's when I do it, in the morning. Yep. You might find your best time is at night. You know, you've got all the stuff out of the day, out of the way. You've reached all your goals. You've hit them all. And then you can relax and say, right, I can sit down. And people prime themselves for the next day by doing that. Mm. There's hundreds of apps on iPhones and what do you call the other thing? Androids. Androids. Smartphones. We just refer to them collectively as smartphones. There are hundreds of apps on meditation. You know, some of the biggest selling apps in the world are meditation apps Mm. because of the benefits that they give you. And people are searching for the benefits that it gives. Yeah. So, you know. But but moving this back, because I think we're concentrating too much on meditation at the moment. Moving this back, sorting your stuff out, which meditation might be part of it, exercise might be another. Um, sorting your stuff out internally can help sort out your results in your office. And I had a, <clears throat> a similar conversation with one of my wingman clients recently about just getting intentional about his days rather than wake up or maybe hit snooze three times or whatever the roll out of the bed scenario looks like and then just blindly and habitually go throughout his days, you know, Coffee, newspaper, work, emails, blah, 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 same thing every day, is to actually get a bit more intentional about what he does in the mornings and choose the way he wants his day to pan out. Now, I'm not saying in a wave the magic wand kind of a way, uh, 
I would. Although, yeah, I know you have a, a <laughs> magic wand, Jay, that you like to wave around. No, it's got I'm a big saying. star on the end. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but by doing that, it's 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 like that. Where rather than just have a day that you you get, and you know, so many people just wake up, get out of bed, and the day they get is the day they get. They don't actually intentionally go about creating what they would like to see. Yes. And so for this guy, literally just. 10 to 15 minutes different to what he was doing where he didn't open his laptop and look at the emails that had come in from clients overnight, didn't look at quotes, didn't think about all the stuff he didn't get done yesterday, but actually start by just writing down some stuff that he was grateful for and some of the the key things that he would like to see this week. So each day it was just a rolling week's view. And within four or five days, just really shifted his mindset. And he, he started feeling better. He was being much more intentional about his days, so he wasn't doing as much procrastination. And it was just it was just a different startup routine, as I like to refer to it with people. Yep. So just have a startup routine for your day, and and you know it's creating an awareness exactly. around what you're doing, and then that starts to bring yeah. awareness into other areas as well with client interactions, with how you're talking to your staff. But if whatever. you're yeah, but if you're having problems with your staff. And you can be aware enough to sit there and say, well, okay, I'm having the problem here. Mm. Just do something different. Yep. Doesn't matter what it is. Yep. Like do team meetings, for example. Oh, Warwick loves his team. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we bang on about that all the time, about how you need to have regular team meetings. But it's just creating a forum for people to start communicating in a way they're not used to. That's it. Cool. And it's And it's also at... You know, and this is going to sound a bit risky to some of your listeners. Is it's also being a bit vulnerable with yourself, mm. like about you know if you can get to have a look at your business, you will hear people say things to you about how you are in your business all the time. You will generally ignore them mm. because you think you're generally better than that. Yep. <laughs> but it's those reflections that come back to you. Is just like have a listen and go, oh, okay, well maybe I am a bit hard-headed or I am a bit this or I am a bit that, but I get results at this and I get results right. at that, you know. Yep. And it's a, it's a common thing for our listeners is those blue-collar industries, uh, you know, the, the, the communication culture is one of aggression and, uh, you know, forcefulness and those sorts of things, you know, the way... Well, I've done, I've done some work in tradie areas a lot of my life. I find tradies quite genuine... People, I don't always find them aggressive, but I suppose I'm not really that aggressive. Yeah, you're a bit bigger than most tradies, <laughs> well, mate, so they're probably not willing to talk to you in that way. Uh, what are you, six foot? Six foot two? Six foot. Six foot, okay. So um, I don't have uh, that same experience, mate, because I'm five, like I, almost five seven. Uh, but but the, the thing that I've observed, at least, is the way to talk to the apprentice is pretty unsavory and the way to to deal with someone who's made a mistake on site is not normally approached in a okay bob look i need to have a chat to you mate can we just sit and and quickly talk through what happened with this particular area of the build yeah yeah, yeah. you know there's lots of but you're quite right yeah but even if as a start and i'm not saying that this is right if you catch yourself going off at the apprentice or mm. you know you your lead you know your team leader or whatever you catch yourself going off it pays you if you sit there and go oh right 
That's what Warwick and Jay and Michaela <laughs> were talking about on the podcast the other day. If you then go back and say, right, I want to change what I'm doing there. Sorry about how I just said that, but, you know, what's the best result we can get out of this? Just even doing that will get you the result you want to. But you've got to pull your head in a bit. Mm. So really it's about having a, a look at self, and I know we say that a bit, but uh, there's a process or, or there's some tools to be able to do that, is yeah. what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, I mean, but it's like in a business. I mean, I'm sure you deal with people that need accounting advice. and You know, they're good at this particular part of the business, but they're not so great at that one sort of thing. So, And they have the awareness to say, all right, well, there's the tools and the people out there that can help me get these things done. But they just need to remember that there's also some weird people like myself and others and weird point of views that can help you get things done as well because they're very much out of the mainstream. They're out of your work structure. So they work really well in that way, sense mm. as well. Bit of a pattern break. Yes. As, uh, NLP practitioners there you talk go. about. Yeah. So something else I'd like to raise, uh, just cutting Mikata off again, <clears throat> is – and look, there, there are a million things we could talk with Jay about today, listeners, and we could go off on all sorts of tangents. And if you'd like to hear Jay and I go off on tangents uh, – <laughs> Which we can do. <laughs> we tend to do. Go and check out uh, Throw Buddha on the Barbie. Um, but – Mate, I want to talk about, you know, we're sort of saying we need to have a look at ourselves. One thing I do find about tradespeople and tradies in business is time and again I come across people who on the outside are this brash, bravado, you know, aggressive, gruff sort of exterior, but internally they beat themselves up like there is no tomorrow. Yep. It's a very Australian thing to do. Yep. Um, And it's funny, you know, we talk about tall poppy syndromes like the worst people that we practice that on is ourselves Mm. and i see lots of guys in particular actually guy tradies uh, and it's you know lady tradies do it too is beating themselves up about not being enough not getting things done quickly enough not making enough money not that's everybody sure um so it's an area that uh i'd love to get some feedback from you today mate and again maybe give our tradie listeners a few pointers or a direction they could perhaps go and do some more research in is how the hell do I stop beating myself up? What, what's, what's at the root of that? First noble truth. <laughs> Which is? Okay, the first noble truth of Buddhism. Yeah, everyone's like, okay, the first noble truth is, is that you need to realise that life contains suffering. What? No. No. Positive <laughs> thinking says I, can, I just need to be happy all the time. Yeah, well, and the rules of Buddhism, the laws, you know, the noble truths are basically saying exactly the same thing. But realise at first that there is suffering in your day. You're not always going to get everything done. Mm. But with intentionality and different thinking, you're going to get different results. Right. Mm. So therefore I don't need to beat myself up if I don't get those results. No. Done. There you go, listeners. It's, all, it's, really, it's really having a good look at how you talk, right? It's, that's one part of my job is that I sit there and I watch people talk. I watch them communicate. I watch their body language, what they're saying. And Uh-oh. then I, yeah. <laughs> You might have been watching us. I think so. We're both standing here with our arms folded looking at our phones. Yes. But... <laughs> It's all about what you're saying and what you're not saying. You know, I should do this or I should do that or I can't do this and I can't do that. They're all those limiting 
things that your language, your communication is stopping you from doing those things. Mm. And often, uh, I again, observation on my part is seeing people who carry around all the stuff that they haven't done or, you know, it's just holding on to yeah, and Okay, so meditation would be one way of dropping that. Yep, and letting go of all of the things that I haven't got done in the last three years. And the yeah, money basically. I didn't make and the mistakes I made and the you know contracts that fell over and all that stuff that I carry around with me every day. There's, a, there's an old, um, now I think to get this right, there's an old Zen Buddhist monk story about two, two monks that were travelling from one precinct to another and they were travelling through this little town and it was pissing down with rain. I hope that's... <laughs> Not it's, too it's okay. it's acceptable. Um, it's really bucketing down with rain in the middle of the this little village with a dirt road is you know this big puddle, and these two Buddhist monks are walking along, and one of them notices this uh, beautiful lady in a kimono standing off to one side, who's wanting to get over to the other side, and he could see she was distressed and went over and he said, you know, can I help you get across? She's like, yeah, and he picks her up and he walks over and he puts her on the other side so she doesn't go through this big puddle, you know. He's all dirty and everything at that stage. And then he joins his fellow monk and they start walking again out of the town. Now, his fellow monk has seen this and it's made him really angry because they've got really strict orders about touching women, being around women, doing all that sort of thing. So for hours, his fellow monk, he's really angry in his mind and he's getting really, really pent up and angry. And anyway, they stop for a short break somewhere and the other monk just turns around and goes, right, (laughs) you're going to get it. And he starts getting really angry and shouting at this guy. And he's going, what are you talking about? And he's going, the woman, the woman back there in the village, you picked her up, you touched her. And he goes, oh, right. Yeah, well, I put her down in the village. Have you done the same? Hmm. So he's carrying along that thought. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Michaela's really looking at me yep. strangely. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> so no, no, I get it. I'm just like, right. wow. That's so he's done the task. He's done the task. He's picked it up, put it down, put it and down. he's helped her. Let it go. Left it behind. Left it behind. He's done the task and left it behind. Yep. It's Move that on. constant worrying that's ruined the other monk's experience. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be, because he's just sitting there in his mind, mm. worrying over and over and over. So just put it down. Put the woman down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an adage for you to carry or the, with or you the young, the good-looking woman, if you're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just put it down. <clears throat> so, uh, Jay, again, we could we could prattle on for hours, mate. But uh, one question we like to ask our guests on the show is if you had a thousand tradies in the room, what's one piece of advice, just one, that you would love to leave with them? What's one thing you'd like to impart upon those thousand tradies? Laugh a bit more. Laugh a bit more. <laughs> like a laughing Buddha. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good advice. Great stuff, mate. Well, look, thanks again for coming in. And so how can Thank we you. find about, about Throw Buddha on the Barbie? Where do we go for that? Jay's going to look at me. Where do we go, Warwick? <laughs> well, you could go to iTunes and uh, search for Throw Buddha on the Barbie. I'm pretty sure it'll be the only uh, <laughs> podcast with that title, mate. Uh, it is a um, an adult show, so we use some adult language. Yeah. Uh, but um, it is it is pretty blokey. Yeah. 
Just whole, a couple of blokes yeah. chewing the fat, chucking some stuff yeah. on and the And we grill. will talk about any issue. So if you'd like us to talk about something yeah, yeah, on Throw Brew on the Barbie, like go about. to our Facebook page would be the best place to do that, Throw Buddha on the Barbie on good old Facebook, and uh, put your questions up there. Um, we'll post episodes up there uh, so you can find them and listen to them. And, uh, mate, thanks for coming in. Thanks. Enjoyed it. It's been very, been very calming and zen. Yeah. Um, um, get me a coffee. <laughs> You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.